Thank you for joining us. Just as God created the earth, he created heaven. We already know how majestic the earth is because God allowed us to see it. Even with all of its problems, because of sin, the breathtaking beauty of earth is undeniable. In our finite minds, we cannot imagine the splendor of heaven, even though we know it exists. As Pastor Rander speaks to us today on the magnificence of heaven, have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to record what awaits the children of God when we get there. The best name you can be called is children of God. Children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. We share in the things that our Savior owned because we are his children. Yet we are his children. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Even your children, when they bring their friends over, they say, come over to my house. It's really mom and daddy's house, but they say my house because that's where they live. But they're sharing in in all the things that you provided for the children, uh, the, the, the refrigerator, the bed, the, the pillow, huh? Uh, all the things under the Christmas tree and all the things they get. That's why children ought to be grateful and just do your homework and obey the first time because you are, in sharing, you are, you are sharing in all the things that your, your parents have provided for you. Won't you say amen, parents? That's right. They say it's ours, but you know it's really yours, and they're just recipients of what you bless them with. And that's how it's going to be in heaven. You know, we say it's ours, it's ours, but we really know who, who, who it really is. It really belongs to God, but we can say ours because we're in Christ and he's in us, and we are joint heirs of all that God has for us. That makes me happy, y'all. Stop fighting over all this pity stuff, this petty stuff. Because we will inherit things that we can't even fathom. Revelation 2, 7 says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. As overcomers, we experience victory over sin. As overcomer, overcomers, we experience victory over temptation, victory over trials because of our faithfulness and loyalty to Christ. He gives us victory. And because we are children of God, we will inherit and enjoy his possessions forever. Forever. First John chapter five, verses four and five says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Say our faith. Our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. That's how we overcome. We overcome by the blood of the lamb. We overcome by our faith. We believe God for our salvation. We believe God for for breakthroughs in our life. We believe God for victory over temptations and trials and struggles and problems and issues of life. Our faith in Christ alone gives us victory. Say victory. We have victory. Now, what happens to those who die without Christ? What happens to those who die without Christ? You better know that side too. That's a critical side. Well, I tell you what happens to them. They go straight to hell 
and will be forever absent from the presence of Christ. They go straight to hell. Just like believers go straight to heaven, if, if, if we know Christ, those who do not know Christ go straight to hell. I mean, they open their eyes instantly, they are in hell. Uh, so they go straight to hell and will be forever absent from the presence of Christ. They will be in physical torment, and not only physical torment, but emotional torment. They will be in, in excruciating pains, the likes of which no one can even describe or comprehend. It, the, the pain levels will be off the charts and, it, and cannot be measured. They will be in a place of total anguish. They will be in a place of total distress. They will be in a place of total torment and trauma forever. They will, they will be in a place of no hope, no reprieve, and no pardon. And that's why we ought to pass out those bring-a-day cards. That's why we ought to tell folk about Jesus. That's why we ought not hush our mouths and be ashamed of the gospel. Because people are going to hell in droves. Luke 16, chapter 22, Luke chapter 16, verses 22b through 26 says, the rich man died, also died, and was buried. And being in, underline this, torments, all kind of torments. In other words, not one, torment after torment after torment, just torments, pain, uh, emotional pain, physical pain, traumatized, uh, anguish, distress, trauma, torments in Hades. He lifted up his eyes. He saw in hell. In other words, you'll have 20-20 vision in hell. You won't need glasses. You will see in hell. And saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom up in heaven having a good time. Verse 24, then Lazarus cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my scotching. I'm just adding that scotching tongue. You know, when your tongue's on fire, everything's on fire. Everything's on fire. I mean, the man's burning. And, you, and when you go to hell, hell, listen, you're burning and, ne and you'll never have the ability to be consumed as you are burning. You will never be annihilated. You will continue to burn. Now, I don't know what that little drop of water was going to do to his tongue and all those flames, but he just wanted some relief. That's what he wanted. He wanted relief. And that's bad to want relief, but none will be found. After 50 billion years, the torment will be just as bad. As a matter of fact, there's no time concept in hell, just as there is no time concept in heaven. And he says, Lazarus says, for, for I am, he says, for I am tormented. I'm tormented in this flame. <laughs> but Abraham said, son, remember that in your lifetime, you receive your good things, and likewise, Lazarus, evil things. The rich man was tormented, tormented in the flames. And Lazarus, when he was here, he received evil things, but now he receives good things. But now he is comforted, and you are tormented. 
you are tormented. And besides this, between us and you, there is a what great guff. You know, that's a, that's, that's a great distance fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. So Lazarus was in heaven and the rich man was in torment and he was ablaze and he was in utter misery. Look at Revelation chapter 20 verses 12 through 15. Revelation 12, 20 through 15, it says, And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades were delivered up, the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast Where? Into the lake of fire, the second death. The second death is is eternal life without God. Without God, with no hope. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My friend, is your name in the book of life? Is it in the book of life? If it's not then you will not be in heaven. Transition. Who will not, listen, who will not be in heaven? Who will not be in heaven? Well, verse 8 says it clearly. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexual immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part where? In the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Let's take these words and pick them apart because each of these words are loaded with meaning. Y'all going to hang with me? Let's look at, it says, but the what? Cowardly. But the cowardly. Say cowardly. These are those who do not confess Christ because they fear what others might say. And they also fear being identified with Christ and his church. The cowardly lack endurance and they fear taking a stand for Christ because of fear, shame, and rejection. Cowardly. Those who do not confess Christ because they fear what others may say. They also fear being identified with Christ and his church. The cowardly lack endurance, they, and they, 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 they fail to take a stand for Christ because of fear, shame, and rejection. My friends, are you cowards? Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33 says, Therefore, whoever confess me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him will I also deny before my Father in where? heaven. Listen, don't you be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Don't you be ashamed to bless your food before people. Don't you be ashamed to speak up before people. Don't you be ashamed to read your Bible around people because that is a Christian testimony that all of us should have. Romans 1.16 says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek, the pagans. 
We're not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not to be ashamed. You know, I, I used to years ago see a lot of Christian t-shirts. You know, nowadays I don't even see many Christian t-shirts being worn in the public place. I wonder why. And everybody else got all these skeletons and drools and all kind of craziness of t-shirts. Where is your Christian t-shirt that says something about the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen? Amen. We used to have t-shirts. We, we, oh, now you conveniently don't wear them because we're in such an antichrist society. The cowardly. Another word there. There's another word. Uh, unbelieving. Say unbelieving. These are the ones who are without saving faith. These are the ones who are without saving faith because they refuse to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They refuse to believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. They refuse to believe that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. They reject the light of creation. They reject the prophets who were sent from God. They reject Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world. They reject the Bible, and they reject the witness of the saints today. They reject the witness of the saints today. They don't want to hear folk talking about Christ. We can knock on doors. They say, I'm busy right now. They, they, they don't believe. They don't believe. And folk who continue to live in habitual unbelief will end up in hell. The gospel of John chapter 3 verse 18 says, he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. Look at that again. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already. Why? Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten of the Son of God. He, Jesus Christ, is the only way to heaven. The next word is abominable. Abominable. Say that. Abominable. Say it again. Now, you, when was the last time you said abominable? When was the last time you said abomination? This is abomination. You, know, you, don't, you, you don't say those words. You don't hear those words on television because most of the stuff we see on television is an abomination. <laughs> uh, uh, who, who are these kinds of folk? They reject Christ and live in rebellion against him. Their lives are vile. Those who are abominable, their lives are defiled. Their lives are polluted. They are detestable. They are corrupt. They are wicked and perverted. Let me give you some scriptures. There are a whole lot of scriptures on it. Let me give you a couple of good ones right here. Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verse 32a says, For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord. And then Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. If you have your Bible, turn there if you will. If you have your Bible, if you can get there fast enough. Uh, if you, I know your technology can get there. Just, just move it along, okay? Uh, Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. Because you, you need to see these, the, the things that are abominable, uh, things that are an abomination in the eyes of Christ. Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. It says, these six things the Lord hates. He what about it? He hates. Yes, seven are an abomination, there it is, to him. Now, what does the Lord hate? What, what is an abomination to the Lord? What are these things? He said, I'm not going to leave you hanging. Verse 17, a proud look, pride, a lying tongue, lying on folk, 
hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, scheming up stuff, huh? Uh, scheming up stuff, wicked plans, feet that are swift and running to evil, a false witness who speak lies, and one who sows discord among the brethren. Stir up mess among the congregation. Stir up lies and deception and all that kind of stuff in the congregation for people to lose heart, to quit, to turn around. And he says, when you mess up my body like that, you are in trouble with me. Those who sow discord among the brethren are an abomination before the Lord. In other words, he says, I'm going to judge them. I'm going to judge them. Number four, who else not going to be in heaven? Murderers. Murderers. Those who wrongly kill and take the innocent lives of others, such as uh, uh, unborn babies through abortion, young children are being killed, the elderly, euthanasia, mercy killings, and other innocent victims. For the scripture says in Exodus 20, 13, you shall not murder. This also includes those who commit murder in the heart. Matthew 5, 20, 521 says, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. 1 John 3.15 says, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. Whoever ha- hate is a horrible thing, folk. Even a folk wrong you unjustly and done some of the most damnable things to you, the worst thing you can do is live in a spirit of hate and put yourself in a self-made prison because you're, you're no earthly use for the kingdom when you have hate in your heart for those who have wronged you or the Lord's church or whatever, your family or issues on the job. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. It's not just getting a sh- gun shooting somebody. You don't have to shoot somebody or stab somebody or give some, or poison somebody. You can just have a, a, a horrible, despicable hate for a person. Hate because they did this to you. I mean, you just every time you think of their name, your stomach churn. Your day is messed up. You get a headache. You get stuff going on in your body. You get a nervous, almost a nervous breakdown because of hate. He says, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Look how quiet it is now. I think you're thinking about this business because somebody hates somebody right now. Some of you got, some of you, 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 you can't smile because you're hating. Some, some of you hate your mama. Some of you hate your daddy. Some of you hate your sister, brothers. Some of you hate somebody that's, that's left you with children. And you, you sent them to school. You sent your spouse to school and got the degree, and then they jumped the ship for another man or, or another woman. You know, and, and as you know, they, they, they married to the woman and leave for another man and all these kinds of things. And you say, look what, they do, look what they've done to me. And you hate, you hate, you hate. And God says, whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Number five, sexually immoral. 
those who are sexually immoral will not be in heaven. This is not a one-time experience that you repent and ask forgiveness. This is a habitual type of thing that's going on in your life. And you, you have it, it's a secret thing that perhaps your spouse or your parents don't even know. Your pastor or the church, sexually immoral folk will not be in heaven. Who are they? Those who commit fornication and their lives are sexually impure. And, you know, we live in a society where uh, commercials and all kind of stuff on the Internet and even in the movie theaters, we're just barraged with all kinds of illicit, sexual, deviant things. The sexual immoral person, they have sex, premarital sex before marriage, and they commit adultery in marriage, habitually, sideline cuckabines, all this stuff going on. That's right going on. They take pleasure in their homosexuality. They take pleasure in bestiality, bestiality, incest, pornography, and they lust after such abased things in the heart. You say, why should we not do it? Because God says so. Why? Because it will destroy you. It will destroy your soul. It will keep you from having a relationship with God. God has set perimeters in your life for your own preservation. He's not a great killjoy in the sky. He wants you to have a love relationship with him, and he wants to maximize himself through you, and he wants you to live up to, 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 to your God-given potential for him, and sexual immoral people cannot do that. Those who are sexually immoral, they take pleasure in their homosexuality, bestiality, incest, pornography. They lust after such base things. Can you give me scriptures on this? Yes, I can, and a whole bunch of them. I'll just give you a few for the sake of time. Turn to the book of Leviticus. Yeah, I know you got to dust the dust off. You say, what? Leviticus, what? Book of Leviticus, chapter 18, verses 22 through 25a. Leviticus 18, 22. And so you need to, I know you're looking at the screen, but you need to find those passages and highlight them, underline them, put a bracket around them so you can be confronted with those scriptures again. Leviticus chapter 18 Verses 22 through 25a, look what it says. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. Now, it doesn't matter what the president is saying, the senate is saying, or what the Supreme Court is decreeing, the scripture says you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. I didn't say that. Don't, don't, don't throw stones at me. I'm just a male man. You got a problem with it? Call up heaven. It says, it is and what? Don't say the words. You haven't said it in five years. Say it a little bit louder. Abomination. Nor shall you mate with any animals to defile yourself with it. You say, what? Oh, yeah. Nor shall any woman stand before an animal to mate with it. Women can do that? Yeah. They find a way to do it. It is perversion. Do not defile yourselves with any of these things for by all these. Look here. This is why he's telling Israel not to do this. They were in a country where this was, there were nations where this was being done. For by all these, the nations are defiled. It was going on all around, all around them. And, and God was telling the, 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 the Jews, uh, don't do this, which I am casting out before you. 
you know, now don't you come in there doing that stuff. Don't be like these other folks. I'm your king. I'm your God. Don't you lower yourself to that despicable standard. For the land is defiled. Is a miracle defiled today? Oh my goodness. Is a miracle defiled today? That's why we're having all these calamities and fires and earthquakes and floods and droughts and, and, and the food costs a lot of money. You can buy a peach or apple and it's, it, it's not even sweet. I believe all this is related to sin. And you're still paying top dollar for something that's rotten because many lives are rotten, which I am casting out before you Verse 25a, the land is defiled. Therefore, I visit punishment, uh, the punishment of its iniquity upon it. Turn to Matthew chapter 5, verses 27 to 28. Matthew 5, 27 to 28. I want you to turn the pages of your Bible. Move it around on your computer. Look, Look what it says here. You heard that it was said to those of old. In other words, I'm not telling you nothing new. You've heard this way back yonder. You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. That's right. You can commit adultery and, uh, in your heart and you can have emotional adultery, stuff going on. And that'll lead to physical adultery. And you have to be careful about that. And it's a dangerous thing when husband and wives have sex and the man or the woman is, is, is mind is as if they were with some other person while with their own spouse. Adultery. Romans 1, 26 and 27. It's getting quieter in here. That's good. All amens are going out the window. It's in your Bible. Don't tap these pages. God is real. When we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, the indwelling Holy Spirit becomes alive in us. And as indescribably good as that is, the best is yet to come. In heaven, God Himself will live among His children. No more problems, no more pain, no more preparing for the worst, because the worst will no longer exist, nor will we remember that it ever did. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Palmverse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.